Hallo und willkommen bei Toll and Short mit Tim und Tony. Wie geht es dir, Tony? Oh mein Gott, nein. Es ist zu early in the morning for that. Ah, <laughs> uh, if you couldn't. If anybody couldn't tell, I did horrible German. I said hello and welcome to Tall and Short with Tim and Tony. How are you doing, Tony? That was very bad German. My drink needs alcohol. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm afraid I can't offer that in this time of need. I can offer you a nice egg in this trying time, but that's about it. All right, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going home. Bye. No, please don't, dear. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. I'm so lonely. <laughs> well, everybody. So, again, it is my most hated time of the season. Another serial killer episode. It is another serial killer episode, Tony. And you were speaking quote unquote German. Yep. So it's another creepy German, isn't it? Give or take. Okay. Give or take. I'm just going to let you stew on this one for a second. Oh. <laughs> All right, let me mentally prepare myself for this ridiculousness. I mean, before we get into it, though, like, um, once again, once without all, um, how you been, like, otherwise? Things been, how you been doing? I'm alive. That's about as much as we can ask, huh? It, yeah, it's, oh my god. And I mean, the holiday, I mean, hell, think. At the time of this podcast, Thanksgiving has come and gone, so I can only imagine how I, that's I, gone. I can already guarantee you, at, at the time of this recording, actual time, I'm not ready for Thanksgiving. Yes. At the time of the release, I am still not ready for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I can guarantee after the time of this one, I'll probably, de I will either, um, I'll definitely be having stuffed myself on food. There's no doubt. Yeah, because I've... We're probably going to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. It's not dinner. You have Thanksgiving at like 2 p.m. Yep. So Thanksgiving lunch, and then we're probably going to go to my family's side for dessert. And child is probably over, has been overstimulated, is not happy about any of this, and is crying the whole time. So yeah, I'm... I'm it, it was it was great. It is great. Will be great. <laughs> I don't like time differentials like this. No. But yeah, it is. I, I yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be great. Turkey. I like turkey. But uh, with all that being said, with our little pleasantries, I do want to specify on this one that it is December now, Tony. At the time of this recording, it will be... I hate Christmas. It'll be December. Oh, you... Man, you are... I am the Grinch. You are a Scrooge. <laughs> no, I am the Grinch and the Scrooge. <laughs> and, but that I means... I am the Scrinch. Yeah. <laughs> the Scrinch. But, yeah, it's December. There's a t-shirt idea. <laughs> and that means one of the biggest holidays for most of Western world is upon us, Christmas. Stop doing that! He, that's how much he doesn't like Christmas. He's talking to his laptop again, everybody. That's it's... never... I'm going to name this laptop so I can just yell at it so it has a name so people know when I'm yelling at it. That'll work. You figure a name out for later, though. We're, let's keep an eye on our stuff here. People are putting up their lights, getting their Christmas trees out. I actually have a former coworker who's already got hers put up. Like She put it up November 1st, the day after Halloween, and she even has a top hat for it. Yeah. Your coworker needs to be hospitalized. <laughs> she loves Christmas very much. I I'm, don't care. It's I'm, November. Yeah, no. <laughs> Let's see. Besides putting up the Christmas trees, people are also grabbing the right rum to spike the eggnog, and most children are excited for Santa Claus to pay a visit and deliver presents to them on Christmas Eve. I say most because I know that there are people in this on the in the world who do not celebrate Christmas. This is just what most Western world is like. Heck, I remember when I was a kid, I actually wanted to stay up late a few nights to try and catch Santa Claus over the years. I ruined Santa Claus way early for myself. Oh, yeah? You didn't want to have those bragging rights as a kid? No, my, uh... So, I, we lived in Germany for a time, because my parents were military. Man, I didn't... I forgot you lived in Germany. <laughs> yeah, right? And we're, and we're in Germany for this episode. Yeah, I try. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't even... I forgot that. Yeah, um, I lived in Germany... And I was four or five, somewhere in that range. Yeah. And 
we had a big, we had a big three story house. Oh wow! And it was it was a basement, the first floor, second floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I heard Christmas Eve, or you know, somewhere in that time frame, I heard like a loud thump, and then I heard someone cussing. <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's weird that Santa cusses," but okay. So I went thump. down. Thump. Fuck. I went down to go check and see, like, oh, I wonder how badly Santa is injured. And it was my dad, and yeah, my mom was like, "Shut up!" You know, slapped him upside the head. I was like, "Oh, that just ruined it." <laughs> so yeah, I learned early on that you know Santa may or may. I doubt we have any seven-year-olds listening to this. Nah, it was definitely Santa's not real. It was like eight or nine. It was like eight, nine, ten for me, almost. I think. Yeah. Like I, I had, I had the childhood wonderment for a while, but then I was like, eh, I don't think he yeah, actually. I've been it. like this my whole life. <laughs> That like everything's just you've been a, chain you've, smoking and drinking. Just yeah, Santa's not real. It's all bullshit. You're, you've you've been a George Carlin from the age of four. Just a cynical misanthrope. Yeah, <laughs> I've been that dick for a while now. Yeah, that, how do you think I uh, got away from not being bullied? I ruined everything for everyone. Fe- Made yeah. them all cry and not come talk to me about anything. Jesus Christ, dude. Alrighty. And I'm not the serial killer on this episode somehow. <laughs> nope. But as it is, that's our 15th episode, which means we got a serial killer. But I Tony. I hate that I made this deal. But Tony, uh, I'm going to have to complain about something. I'm not going to talk about a killer this episode. You got Tim Shady, my friend. I'm is that your alter ego on this episode? Pretty or much. On, the, on this uh, in the, series? In our, in our universe, Tim Shady is the... God, we have is a the universe. Tri- ...is the trickster version of me. More trickster than usual, that is. And so, I want to let you know when this episode falls. I said it's December, right? Mm-hmm. It falls on December 5th, which happens to be a holiday in certain parts of Central Europe. Specifically, it's Krampus Knocked, the Night of Krampus... I knew it. That's right. I we're, knew it. We're talking okay. about the figure himself, Krampus. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, I'm just going to go ahead and check out, and I'll let you have your Krampus masturbation episode. I couldn't resist, Tony. <laughs> I know you couldn't. <laughs> the second you said it, yeah, okay. You had an inkling, didn't you? I was like, December, oh no. December, oh, German, no. what are we doing here? Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> the puzzle started fitting together, and then yep. you said it, and I was like, well, I'm not, I don't have to be involved in this episode, this yep. is all you. So I, I like your reactions, that's why I needed you on here, <clears throat> but I, I want to be honest for a second here, when did you first hear the word Krampus, like that you can remember? So, I know this is going to come as to a shock to you, but I did know of Krampus before I met you, and you're weird obsession with Krampus. Well, it's more... Yeah, go on. Um, I'm not going to justify anything right now. <laughs> I'm not going to justify my obsession. Nah. Just don't look in the closet. Um, God, I was teens, 12, 13, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, and <clears throat> I think I just caught like reading an article or something about it, and I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, Anti-Santa Claus. Okay. Uh, for me, it, it's a weird one. Shocker. Uh, Shocker, I know. Right. Uh, do you remember Team Four Star? What? Dragon Ball Z Abridged. They do the... I've never watched an episode. You've right? never? No. Well, they did a Christmas special where um, I think it was um, Lord Slug is taking over the Earth. And he's making the entire uh, world cold. And so they made it their Christmas episode. And in one of and um, Gohan is fighting against a couple of the bad guys, and he sm- and he hits them, he smashes them, and he says, "Did I just hit the Krampus?" I'm like, "The hell is he talking about?" I was like, "What the hell is a Krampus?" And I didn't even know I didn't even know how to spell it or look it up. And it wasn't until uh, the 2015 movie Krampus came out. Back that in- was. 2015? 2015. That was when I graduated college. In fact, oh, I... Oh, God, I feel so old. In fact, at the time of this recording, I will have been a college graduate for oh. eight years. Jesus Christ. So you graduate... On so Fra- I was a year before... Year you. or two before me, I think. I was 2014. Yeah. 
twenty because I, I did the trimester thing. I did the all. I did, I did too. All, I did all three years. Yeah, yeah, you were at about a year before me. Yeah. I definitely left. I I graduated on on December fifth. Krampus knocked itself, so I was like, that's kind of funny. And then I watched the movie after, and I was like, oh, that, which I thought was an okay movie, but it was, it was, it's like it it was trying to be scary, but it also wasn't. It was. It to was be, I mean, it was kind of a mixed bag. It was like trying to be funny but scary. Well, it had um. David Ketchner. Ketchner. That's his name. Thank you. That's exactly the the sports guy yeah. from Anchorman. When I saw he was in it, I was like, oh, he's definitely going to be an asshole and he's going to die. Something yeah, if like he's that. not playing a, a, the funny man in a movie, he's playing the asshole. And he was tr- <clears throat> he was sort of the asshole funny man. I say sort of. Yeah. But regardless. But that was... The, but then I had... But, uh, yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, most people in Western culture, specifically, you know, the United States is a good example, would know about Krampus as much as they did today. And then then they would have, say, about 20 years ago. Yeah. Because Krampus was mostly kept over in Central Europe, Germany, Bavaria, that sort of area for yeah. most of history. And it didn't really become a Western pop culture figure. Eh, pardon. Until... 20 to 30 years ago there because there was this big blow up in pop culture with krampus like yeah that yeah i noticed that in about 2014 2014 there was just this big blow up of just like <laughs> you know movies introducing krampus tv shows with krampus books video, a couple of video games here and there too i'm comics yeah like th- comics start trends mm-hmm I, I know this is off topic. I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Go ahead. Comics and the quote-unquote stereotypical nerdy things start start the popular um, pop culture trends. Marvel, mm. DC, D&D, Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons, Krampus. Yeah, not it's not necessarily nerdy, but um, yeah, I, I I will. It's a weird hill to die on, but I will say that comics and the st- standard typical nerdy mediums start the pop culture trends. Yeah, years before it actually becomes part pop culture. That sounds so, about okay, right. Okay, rant over. Yeah, stepping off my TED Talk box. Uh, I'll say though there is something wrong with modern depictions of Krampus, and I will get oh, yeah. into I'll get into that. Which no worries on that one, but I want to cover more of the figure himself first. And now, for several centuries, Krampus has been a figure mostly associated with Bavarian and Alpine folklore that predates Christian influence of the area. So far back, in fact, that records are virtually impossible to find. He th- there is no true certain of his actual origins, like where he came from. We don't really know. Some sources claim that Krampus is the son of a Norse being named Hel, but that's speculation at best. Hel being H-E-L, or Hela, mm-hmm. if you're familiar, the goddess of the underworld. I was going to say in God- standard Nordic-ish spelling, uh, un- Elheim and... Uh, yeah, under you know, a being of the underworld, that sort of thing. Yeah, but because hell is Norse mythology, Krampus has more origins in Germanic culture. Yeah. but I mean, the Vikings they had those longboats yeah. that could go into Central Europe. They could have influenced the Germanic peoples. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. But it again, that's a whole bunch of speculation. We don't have records on which I have a I have a track record for finding stuff that has difficulty with records lately. I yeah, you do. You definitely do. I and I. I kind of like that because it makes me have to dive dive a little deeper as best I can, and I do hit a wall, and I'm okay with it in that wall. I'm like, that's that's fine. I want to know more. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, maybe Krampus before all this was a pre-Christian deity that was worshipped by the Germanic pagans at the time, or yeah. maybe he even had a different role before that, being associated with Christmas I mean, time in the Alpine region. I mean, every. Every religion, every culture has to have its evil villain. And every single one of them does. I mean, I can't think of a culture or religion that doesn't have an antagonist. Mm, I mean, there are antagonistic forces, yes. 
but kind of kind of get on to um a little thing here the whole i the whole um duality uh good versus evil sort of thing mm-hmm. that is a that's a fairly mo- that's a fair i i say modern Mono- yeah i see i say <clears throat> modern i mean like it's a fairly recent event not modern recent well not like and, a direct you know god and devil relationship yeah, yeah. but there's always like conflict there's always yeah there's always a dark side there's always a monster hiding in the woods yes yes so not not necessarily a main like you know a main villain yeah but there's always a dark side like not to go off topic on this one but like uh the movie the mummy with um tom cruise which i went to go see in theaters and i hate myself for going to see yeah, in theaters. why would did you I wanted, get your money back? I wish. I wanted to give it a shot. But um, I watched it, and I hate how they treated the god Set in the... Which one was Set? Which animal head was he? He's the one that looks <clears throat> like an aardvark, but it isn't an aardvark. Like, he... Yeah, he, he's Because okay. the thing is, he's the god of... He's the god of deserts, darkness, chaos, a bunch of other stuff. And yeah. the, the Western Christian views of it all is that, you know, that clearly must be an evil being, so they made him a demonic figure when in he's just it's kind of like how hades is depicted as the devil but it's like hades isn't a devil hades is just this he's he's a just god who's just doing his job yeah if we wanted to look at an actual antagonist zeus would have been a good well no zeus wasn't intact wasn't an antagonist he was a he was an entire feature film length episode of the jerry springer show pretty much but that's on that (laughs) one but Got to get back onto topic with it. What does Krampus look like? Because some people they probably don't know what it looks like. So for for the most part, what you got? I was gonna say. So for me, knowing from mediums and everything that I've seen him in, the closest or the most accurate one I can think of is probably the feature film Krampus from 2015 you mentioned. Yeah, sort of the decayed. Almost Santa Claus-ish, humanoid-ish, demon-looking creature. And I found out that that was actually a mask he was wearing. Oh, wow. That was okay. supposed to be like an old man mask that he's yeah, wearing in so that. he was even hiding his true form on that. Yeah. But so. in most, ca- most cases, Krampus actually, there's minimal variance in his, de- in his appearance. He's usually depicted as a horned, goat-like humanoid with dark hair or fur, a long, lulling tongue, Chains along his wrists and usually carrying a sack or a basket on his back and wielding a bundle of birch branches called a root. Even more so, his name likely comes from the Bavarian Krampen, K-R-A-M-P-N, for dead or rotten, or even the German Kramp or Krampen for claw. So right now we're establishing that he's kind of a ferocious looking figure. And yeah. I'm sending I'm oh, I'm sending photos to you right now in the uh, There he is. That's just one of they usually always have the same depiction. He's got this dark fur, he's got one clawed foot and one hoof. Yeah. Print. And then here there he is putting kids in uh in his what in his, is a wicker wicker his, basket? Yeah, his was wicker basket. Likely to either, you know, he's he, likely to, you know, take them to uh likely to take them to uh his home and eat them or punish them. So he's sort of a serial killer, one would argue, in a folkloric sense. He's definitely a kidnappy. He's a creeper for certain on this one, but yeah. it, but there's a, a lot to unload with this episode. Yeah. His appearance, as, we, as you look at it, is very evocative of the common idea of the Christian devil, mm-hmm. horns and that sort of thing. But there is also a variety of different pagan forest beings, as we touched on slightly earlier such as pan the greek god of the wilds shepherds and instruments or satyrs and fauns and even celtic gallo-roman beings like kernanos kernanos he's he's a horned god it looks like he has antler of humanoid looks like antlers for on his head and the chains are thought to be symbolic representation of the devil being bound by the christian church thus being under St. Nicholas's control or, you know, being bound to hell. Yeah. Now, speaking of, I'm going to turn gears just a solid minute here, and I want to focus on St. Nicholas. Oh, the old man himself. We've got to talk about him just for a little bit to kind of help us with this Krampus story. Yeah. 
Now, for one, we don't know a lot about Nicholas's historical life. There's arguments that he was an actual person who lived within the first um, within the first um, few hunt, a few centuries. So not like an old old time mind you, but like uh, so my man, this is gonna cause you to have a penny taste in your mouth from how far back this is gonna send you go memory ahead. lane. Remember those old stop motion Christmas movies? Yes. Uh, did you ever watch the the life of Santa Claus? I believe I did. The heat miser and yes, yeah, the year without a Santa Claus. Yes, no, no, not the year without. The... That was that. That was that one. That was with the that was with the miser brothers. Yes. Yeah, that is that is how that is canon Santa Claus to me. <laughs> that is canon Santa Claus to you. <laughs> that yeah. that that movie is canon Santa Claus. Yeah. Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas lived during a time between. It's traditionally thought to have been born March fifteenth, twenty two seventy A.D. and died December sixth. 343 AD. Okay. So th- so that's why he so I'll get into that. There's a, we don't have a lot on his historical life as I mentioned earlier because records got destroyed and that he also lived in a very tumultuous time during the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. As well called as called the Roman Empire. <laughs> as well as as well as um um as well as during a time when um you know uh, there wasn't there wasn't pre- proper parchment. It was cheap material that got burned or just faded away yeah it was easily yeah and uh the tumultuous time during the roman empire uh it was a struggle for power obviously like this is you know the two this is 270s to 300s with the roman empire it was during a time of political turmoil like i think it was when the east eastern empire and the western empire were separating and there was the tetrarchy with the four emperors Oh, so God. massive political Game of Thrones struggle. All right, listen, really... Doctor Crow, stop taking me back to college. I, 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 that's just what's going on yeah. here, if I'm not mistaken. So we're gonna go based on more traditional stories. Traditionally, Nicholas was said to be born in Patara, which is located in Lycia, part of modern day Turkey, so Asia Minor. Yeah, it's said <clears> he came from a very wealthy family, and that his uncle was the Bishop of Myra. By the way, a lot of the stuff I actually found that on site dedicated to St. Nicholas. Like, we're talking Greek Orthodox and uh, Catholic Church. A lot of stuff. Yeah. So, when his parents were when his parents passed away, Nicholas was ordained as a priest by his uncle, and he began to give some of the wealth to those who were less fortunate. But uh, he didn't do it um, like Mr. Beast would. This is a good example of a modern person do you know giving away wealth like so that. He it's, did it he did it kind of a more covert. What? I was the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so out yeah, okay. That answered my question. I was like, who the fuck is Mr. Beast? Oh yeah, that YouTuber that gives things away. The the, the philanthropic YouTuber. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but there's one one of the most famous stories that features St. Nicholas is throwing small sacks of gold into a house that had three daughters. The father was a devout man and was initially wealthy, but he lost all of his money. Some say to the envies of Satan himself, like just lost it all in gambling or what have you. Yeah. This meant that he had no dowry and that his daughters were going to have to turn to prostitution for work. Hmm. This was a different time back then, which... Fun times. And, and that's very problematic. But uh-huh. I mean... Nowadays, like, you know, sex work is work, but when the fact that, well, they have no worth, therefore they have to become a prostitute, I'm like, come on. That's, that's pretty messed up. Yeah, that's... Dick move, man, dick move. Yeah. So Nicholas, hearing about this, he would sneak out into the night, and uh, he threw the first sack of gold and then left. And then, you know, he came back the next night and did the next thing. Did it again. And on the third night, the father caught him, but Nicholas, you know, told him to keep things quiet, like, shh, no witnesses. And then he shuts him with a silencer. <laughs> I was going to say, and then for, or, uh, not formaldehyde, Jesus. Formaldehyde. Chloroform. <laughs> no witnesses. But the father did keep, his, did keep quiet about it. Now, there has been a lot of um, debate over the historicity of this story, as most things are in regards to St. Nicholas. Um, 
because there were similarities to other stories where, you know, there was this wealthy person who took pity on the father, not the daughters, and secretly gave gift, gave sacks of gold. I mean, shocker, they're rehashing ideas and stories back in the 3rd century B, uh, AD. No original ideas, Tony. No original <laughs> ideas whatsoever. I don't know why that hit me so funny. <laughs> I knew I'd get you. Oh my god. This story is considered one of the first examples of St. Nicholas's gift giving. And that's actually where he, um, you know. Where, yeah, the, where the whole gift thing comes from. Yeah, like I even have a list of um, his patronages, which I'll get to um, when I'm done my little segment on him. Uh, shortly after this, Nicholas traveled around the land even making his way to the Holy Lands. So, big crusade for him right there. When he was done there, he went back to his home in Myra. And there, he became the Bishop of Myra after walking into the church to pray. I'm not even kidding on this one. This is actually how it happened. The priests of the city literally said, Okay, the first guy who walks through the church doors is the new bishop because the previous bishop had recently died, and none of them wanted that mantle, apparently. <laughs> so he walked in, and they're like, that's him. So my my brain just went to, like, you know, the, the I'll, kiss, I'll, I'll kiss the next guy that walks in, and then the ugliest motherfucker yeah. walks in. It's like, yeah. ah, hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not long after... Um, not long after becoming the Bishop of Myra, it is said that Nicholas was imprisoned and tortured during the Great Persecution under the reign of Emperor Diocletian. But when Constantine came into power, Nicholas was released. Because Constantine had a soft spot for um, early Christians. Yeah. In fact, it was on his deathbed that he said Christianity is um, okay. I was, yeah... Because on a deathbed, he said that yeah. Christianity is not to be um, uh, trifled with. Uh, no, uh, it, it it's legal, is what yeah. he said. Because uh, before that, Christianity was very much like yeah. in the shadows, yeah, staying at a, home. Yeah, early Christians. Um, I have a couple more stories with about about uh, including Saint Nicholas here that involve him uh, saving three innocent men from execution. He appeared at the execution site, and he pushed the executioner's sword into the ground. Had the three men released and then yelled at a juror who had taken a bribe. He's like, he knew that this guy had taken a bribe, therefore, to to kill these three innocent men, and said, you know what, you're not fit for this. So he accosted him. Another story, and I think you're going to have a laugh at this one. Nicholas is said to have been at the First Council of Nicaea in 325 AD. This is the big one where they essentially organized and unified the doctrine and hierarchy within the Christian church. Yeah. So it started the Catholic church essentially. Yeah. And what started a lot of our, um, a lot of our modern, um, views on what a Jesus Christ may have looked like. Yeah. That whole thing. Oh, that could be a whole podcast, but I'm not uh, touching that. No, no, we would have to do, it'd be have to, we'd have to go through so many sources, but I'm not going to do oh, that. Oh yeah. But anyway, but it's speculation at best because either he was there and his name was expunged or he wasn't there at all. And they were just, they like the idea of St. Nicholas was there. They may have liked the idea. Yeah. But if he was there, there's a story that he punched a heretic in the face. So Santa be throwing hands up in this bitch. <laughs> Guess who's been naughty today? Oh, <laughs> I, I was hoping I could crack a knuckle on that one. You did it. Yeah, he's yeah he's got his right fist that says naughty. The other one that says nice. Went one mean right hook from Santa Claus, baby. Tim, <laughs> what? How, how many knuckles are on a hand? You can still write it out like in small. In small okay, form. I was like N I C E N A U G. <laughs> Tim, that doesn't add. I know you went to Oklahoma public schools, but get it together, bud. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just funny. Like Santa, just like Nicholas, just punching people just for being a heretic that makes me laugh okay movie pitch idea shoot gonna gonna segue this in you remember that uh oh god the guy that plays the sheriff in stranger things yes yeah and he made that yes kind of i haven't seen it yet i need to i need that but i need a sequel Uh uh-huh 
and I need Nicolas Cage. Yes. That'd be good. And it just needs to be St. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I love it. Now I have one final story that is <laughs> definitely miraculous in quite a few ways in regards to Santa Claus. But miraculous is it's only one more story. In regards to Nicholas right here. Uh, during a very bad famine, a butcher lured three boys into his shop where he killed them and put their bodies in barrels to pickle and cure, then sell them as cured ham. When did Carl Denke get back in here? I was going to say that escalated very quickly. Jesus Christ. Get out of here, Carl. Go back to Poland. We're not needing you for another uh, uh, 1,600 years. Get the fuck out of here, man. Uh, Nicholas was visiting the region, and when he heard what the butcher had done, he confronted the butcher, who lied and said it was pork in the barrel. Oh, it's clearly pork, sir. Nothing in there. Nicholas said, bullshit. He saw the barrel, opened it, and resurrected the children. What? <laughs> the story adds there, but I'm going to add a little bit of my own piece to this, because I, I like a bit of conclusion. Nicholas then punched the butcher in the face, made the sign of the cross, then dunked the butcher in the same barrel the boys were in. I'd say that one. That's just my thoughts. Like, I would love to see, because he threw, he was punching hands. He was throwing hands at the, ba- at the Santa council guy, of Nicaea. Santa a little ghetto, Santa a little gangsta up in here. This incident is actually what made people associate St. Nicholas with both children and brewing. So Brewing? Yeah. I've, well... Like, <laughs> I will, I will okay. allow me to read you off, like, what his patronage is, and it is a laundry list. I'm just gonna go with... I'm gonna go with everything until, um... Until the countries, because that's where it gets crazy. Uh, patron saint of children... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Coopers and brewing, because Coopers are barrel makers. Yeah. Travelers and sailors. There's actually one where he, there's actually a story where he, um, uh, like, calmed a sea, a calmed a storm at sea. So there's that one. He's obvious because of his travels over the water. Um, fishermen, <clears throat> merchants, and broadcasters. The falsely accused and repentant thieves. Pharmacists. Archers, pawnbrokers. Unmarried people and prostitutes. A lot, most of the reasons why, most of the reason why a lot of saints have all these different patronages is because of the deeds they've done in their life. Like he helped the women who were going to be sold into prostitution. Archery, though, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> that probably was probably he, was good with a bow and arrow. No, he three sixty no scoped guy. <laughs> <laughs> Now, even better, like, an arrow came at him, he grabbed it out of midair, and then threw it back, like, like, parry this knave. I have an idea for a D&D character. I'm in. Santa Monk. Santa Monk. Because oh, they have the ability where they can grab arrows. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Now, Saint, now, Saint Nicholas became a little more folkloric as time went on. Yeah. Traditionally, in most European countries, he is depicted wearing his vestments and his mitre, the, the hat. That's the mitre. Yeah. You, you've seen it with them, like Ghost, the Papa character, the big yeah. pointy hat. As the well big as, pointy hat thing. As well as carrying his staff, which is this <clears throat> crooked staff, which is kind of like a shepherd's a shepherd's uh, crook. Yeah. Because used to, you know, like, oh, get over here to the sheep or to prod him forward with the other mm-hmm. end. Brief note, because um, since England cut ties with the Catholic Church back in the 16th century, a different figure emerged by the name of Father Christmas, who was usually dressed in either green furs or red furs, and was a symbol of goodwill and joy during the seasons. And since England didn't follow the traditional feasts anymore, any celebrations with Father Christmas were moved to Christmas Day, December 25th. Yeah. So that's why they did that. But December 6th is usually when Western European countries do celebrate St. Nicholas, or the feast of his of St. Nicholas, because this is when he's considered the day that he died. This is usually a time of gift-giving, large feasts, spending time with family, much akin to what we do during Christmas in the Western world. As well as attending church, obviously, for those of the religious persuasion. Yeah. Let's see. And as I said, most of the uh, Western Europe celebrates St. Nicholas Day on December 6th, while Eastern Europe celebrates it on December 19th, because of the different calendars. But it is the night before December 6th that we want to talk about and focus on mostly. December 5th, which is the day that also drops, that this episode drops. I'm, I forgot some of my notes here. Whoops. 
December 5th, St. Nicholas's Eve, so to speak, to the Balkans in the Alpine region is the time of Krampusnacht, or Krampus, Night of Krampus. The Krampus Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lots of happy kids, because they kidnapping everybody up in there. Traditionally, during the night of December 5th, St. Nicholas travels around on his horse and is accompanied by... <laughs> and is accompanied by his helper, Krampus. St. Nicholas is there to visit the good boys and girls to give them presents like toys, candy, and fruits. While St. Nicholas focuses on the good children, Krampus focuses on the bad children. Uh, Krampus would either give the children lumps of coal, beat the children with his bundle of birch branches, or he would stuff them into his bag or basket and then take them back to be punished or tortured or eaten. Germans don't mess around with their folklore. For a reason, they're the very strict people they are. Mm-hmm. That's how most of the oral traditions with Krampus go, and that that's literally most of the stories. There are more celebrations to be had in a lot of the Alpine villages, though. During Krampusnacht, many young men dress up in big furry suits that are equipped with bells and chains and these hideous demonic-looking faces to represent Krampus. I'm sending you some photos right now. They are getting ready for the Krampusloft, or Run of Krampus. It's like running the bulls, but a whole lot more terrifying. Well, there's picture. There's those are images of also Christ. Saint Nicholas with yeah. them as well. Yeah, there's two Santa Claus and like a couple dozen Krampuses. Yep. Crampi? Yep. Mm. Uh, they don their costumes and they proceed into parades and processions while also getting very intoxicated. No. It's, it's actually very common for people to offer them up schnapps and other things as they... Schnapps and beer. That, I have an idea. And and sometimes snacks and food, <clears throat> obviously, because it's a, it's a celebration. I have an idea. Shoot. You want a Krampus run? I want to go do a Krampus run. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want bottles of liquor thrown at me while I'm wearing a demon outfit, nice. <laughs> a demon costume. This this tradition act this tradition actually does stem from something else, the Perktenlauf, which is kind of the same thing except it focuses on two groups of people who are dressed as Perkten, which are forest spirits that stem from ancient Germanic pagan tradition. And you have two teams: you have the beautiful Perkten and the ugly Perkten. Like, that's how they actually have it. The ugly, in, let's see, the, in reference the, to... The good, the bad, and the ugly. Pretty much. And the ugly. In reference to a being who was known as Perkta. Perkta was a... Could shapeshift between a beautiful woman or a haggard old woman. A, a figure of the forest, I believe. Your classic forest witch. Yeah. That you go to for the, tinctures yeah. and other stuff to help you in times of need or uh, personal gain. Yeah. I would argue. It should be no surprise that the Catholic Church was not a fan of these displays and sought to ban them. But because a lot of these villages were isolated, the ban was not very effective. Yeah, I would have, yeah. I mean, you're, it's, it's in the mountains, for Pete's sake. Yeah, there's... And forests, good luck. Yeah. There's no... There's no way to get it, your, the word spread out that easily. Mm -hmm. Especially back in the day that... Back in the old, like that, yeah. old, old days. Fun you know, back before internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, funnily enough, speaking of canceling, Krampus was almost canceled. Really? Yes. Ugh, gross. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. Back in 1932 in Austria, there was an election for Chancellor of Austria. <laughs> the, the, winner of, <laughs> the winner of this election was Engelbert Dolphus. Leader of the Fatherland Front. I did a little bit of digging on this one because that happened. I was like, what the hell? The, the, father, the Fatherland Front was an Austrian nationalist right-wing conservative party that focused on Austria first, being heavily aligned with the Catholic Church as well as being opposed to liberal democracy, laissez-faire capitalism, and Marxism. While the Front was in power... It also persecuted any and all political opponents, including Austrian Nazis. <laughs> so they're kind of all over the place. Yeah, that's, uh... 
They're kind of all over the That's place. That's a big waft of political leanings just in one group. Yeah. Anyway, Dolphus had laid a ban on any celebrations <clears throat> of Krampus because he and his alignment with the Catholic Church saw it as, heret as heretical and devil worship. And I'm quite certain people broke this ban in Austria because, you know, fuck the rules. Yeah. They did it in secret, more than likely. Oh, yeah. They had, they had secret Krampus, Krampus parties. They had to have. By 1934, though, Dolphus was assassinated by Austrian Nazis. And then four years later, in 1938, the Fatherland Front was dissolved and banned just after the Anschluss, which was when Germany annexed Austria. Uh -huh. So... And then, you know, we had a little bit of an argument. And then we're going to move forward. <laughs> and then for the next couple of decades, the Austrian government tried to maintain that Krampus was an evil being and should not be celebrated. But clearly that ban didn't last forever. They would put, like, posters and stuff up, like, you know, saying Krampus is evil. Krampus is a bad man. Like, you know, don't celebrate him. And by the end of the 20th century, Krampus traditions began to ramp back up, which is where we find ourselves today. Yep. <clears throat> now, that was a very abridged history on what happened, and I'm going to keep it as that because there's a lot of political talk in there that... I don't want to get into. Yeah, we're going to steer away from any political conversation as much as we can. Unless it unless it does sort of become pertinent to yeah, it as in the case like, of this. Yeah. But we're going to jump back just a little bit here since it's slightly relevant, but I didn't know where to put this. Uh, during the 19th century, people would also exchange Krampus cartons, which were greeting cards that featured the horned figure either roaming around or beating children which is I sent a couple to you earlier. Yeah. These words would have the phrase Gruß vom Krampus, or greetings from Krampus in German. Yeah. As well as witty little poems or jokes on it. So I could already imagine a funny little limerick that just is going to be very funny to the right person. There were other slightly more adult-themed cards, too, where Krampus would pursue after women. Uh much akin to the one I'm showing you right now. Yep. Which, I've kind of funny, is going after uh, some very buxom women. I was going to say, good lord, that is quite the waistline on that woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, <clears throat> or Krampus was a tall woman chasing after men and putting them in a basket on her back. So, uh, like, what the hell? I'm in these! I think I'm in, yeah, I'm in these. I'm well, there's, there's a guy in a top hat, and there's a guy in a cowboy hat, so uh, we're both in there's there. A couple of guys with, there's a couple of guys with mustaches, fancy... Yeah, I'm in there. Yeah. I mean, nothing... I mean, a Krampus Dommy Mommy, I guess? I don't fucking know. All right, don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I mean, if that's the way I go, that's the way I go. I'm not arguing. Well, oh, I guess we're going to have to start this episode over now, because that's in my head. Tony's not too happy about that. <laughs> I'm not too happy about that, no. Uh, uh, that's kind of all I had, so that's Krampus. <clears throat> and I know it really wasn't a big serial killer episode, but I wanted to give this an exception <clears throat> for when the episode would drop. Yeah, now, and it is the appropriate time frame Yeah, appropriate for time. Krampus. Yeah. Uh, I do have a few of my own opinions about Krampus because we were talking about, you know, the whole duality of anti, you know, good and evil sort of thing yeah. earlier. Uh, my opinion is that he's actually not an evil being. He's no. not an, he's not an anti clause like we like to think of him because that's again the whole duality, good versus evil. That's yeah. started with Zoroastrianism <clears throat> and then kind of went from there. <clears throat> um, I mean, he punishes wicked children and wicked yeah. people. He's he's not, a justified evil. He's he's a symbol of punishment, a yeah. boogeyman. He's not really good. He's not really evil. He's he's Deadpool. He's an antihero. He's a rede he's a he's rede not redemption. Uh, antihero would be a good one. Yeah. yeah, like that's just what he is. And to a lot of people, though, this is you know very this is a scary mm -hmm. thought though. Like I mean, because they would he say he's the patron saint to to parents with with asshole children. <laughs> that's what he is. And I mean. <laughs> Most people would I most most parents you know would rather just say that Santa Claus leaves coal behind for bad kids instead of saying a goat monster is going to swat you and eat you if you uh, you know keep misbehaving. I see, see, that's the thing though is <clears throat> story time. Let's go story time. Uh, 
I have a bit of an affinity for fire. Like for my 13th birthday, hand to, hand to God, or whatever deity you pray to, I asked for a burn barrel for my 13th birthday. And to us, to our non-redneck and non-American listeners, a burn barrel is where you throw like important, like old, old, uh, important documents, like old, you know, legal paperwork that you don't need anymore, expired and out of date. Yeah, older stuff, medical records that you don't need, stuff like that. And you throw it in a barrel, an old, usually an old oil drum, fifty-five gallon drum, big old steel barrel, and you light it on fire. You burn it. Yep. Because it's better than shredding, because you can still manipulate that. It's better than just throwing it away. Burn barrel. Yep. And we'd normally throw, you know, if we had excess cardboard or safely burnable things. I got a burn barrel for my birthday. A little bit of lighter fluid. So, and I, I kind of let my parents believe I still believed in Santa <laughs> for a while. Like, oh, yeah, Santa, yeah. So... The whole threatening you with getting coal for your birthday didn't work. Because, like, oh, cool. I can throw it in the fireplace. And my parents would be like, god damn it. Uh, yeah, you kind of you kind of got your parents on that one. Okay. You, yeah, and they would have to make something else up. So, yeah. Krampus wouldn't necessarily have worked. Any better or worse than Santa did? Because it was kind of the same thing. Kind of a kind of metal looking when you think about yeah, it. Because like, it's a demon goat that's gonna give me coal. That's fucking metal, man. <laughs> like I was that kid. Yeah, I'm still that kid at thirty. Thirty something. <clears throat> Look at the time. Yep. <laughs> now I really do think it's cool that you know. Krampus has withstood the test of time, yeah. and he has been welcomed for the most part in modern times. Uh, the fact that he's now become a major figure in pop culture, appearing in movies, television, books. Like, I mean, besides, obviously, Krampus, uh, the 2015 movie, he also appeared in a Christmas anthology movie yeah. where he where it depicts he, him. He was in Futurama. Uh, no, uh, uh, no, American Dad. Well, yeah, he, but he was in Futurama, too. Was he in Futurama? Yeah, I, don't I think remember. so. I think just like an episode or two, but I yeah, I know he's an American dad, and yeah, he was in the Venture Brothers in an episode of yeah, that one. Venture Brothers. Um, there's a pretty, I I don't think it was Disney, but like the Betty Boop era cartoons, mm -hmm. or no, that style cartoon, the Cuphead. 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 Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. I was like, it wasn't Disney, but it was like that style. I Betty just thought. Boop. I just thought it was the I just thought that was just the devil, but oh well. It looks like Krampus. Though. Oh no, it's no, black furred and black fur horns. Like I would yeah. definitely be appropriate for it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Krampus has been one of those under the radar, always been there type of stories. Yeah, but now that but again, I didn't know anything about it until within the past eight years. Yeah, then I and I'm just like oh. And it's fun that he is still a thing. Like people love to, yeah. Because there's a, I think um, weird because weird 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 little sidebar about like the Christmas time period, especially for like England and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, Christmas was just as much a time for gifts and having fun, gifts and you know spending time with your family as it was ghost stories and other things like that. Yeah, like that's why you have that's why you have like uh, you know the a Christmas story by Charles Dickens where there's ghosts involved in a Christmas yep. because that was sort of the reality back then, mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. So, so Christmas, so parts of Christmas and, you know, the, the winter time period is not just all about gift giving and happy go lucky. Sometimes there is spooky stuff that goes in the midst of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for mine. So, uh, what do we have for our next episode, Tony? Well, I figured, um, since we're sort of in the realm of Christmas and Krampus and, you know, sneaking down the chimney to put gifts under the pres or under the tree, yeah. um, I figured we'd go house hunting and go look at some haunted houses. You know what? I'm all for that. Because I don't think we've actually done a haunted episode yet. 
Not we, what we've we, done haunted. Well, we touched briefly on the one on the Romanian forest, and yeah, a, we've touched on some haunted, quote unquote, but not then, but not in depth. Yeah, and and God, a lot of sidebars on a lot of sidebars and side stories on this episode. That's fine. Um, I feel like because we've actually gotten somewhat popular to a degree. I mean, more popular than I was ever gonna guesstimate. Mm-hmm. I feel like once we hit like a hundred subscribers or listeners or whatever on what it you know whichever platform we hit that mile mark on first, yeah. I feel like we should release that one episode from the our our prototype episode. Oh God, the <laughs> audio quality on that is so bad. Yes, it is, and I think that should just be a joke episode that we just throw out, or we should remaster it and touch on it again. I would not mind going back and touching on it again, like we actually like working on it again. Yeah, we had a it was a great time talking about it. I think yeah. we could do that. It was again. a good subject, and it was our only other haunted themed episode. Yeah, we focused on monsters and folklore and serial killers lately. Like, we, yeah, I think I think some hauntings would be are right up our alley. So, yeah. going to a couple of haunt, going to do a haunted house. Yeah, I'm all for it. So. Yeah, I think we'll just go house hunting for a couple episodes on my end, and then I've got a very, I think it's a very iconic monster, and we'll touch on that way later down the road. As we get to it. But, yeah. Once again, everybody, thank you all for listening to Tall and Short with Tim and Tony. He is Tony. I am Tim. (laughs) You are Tim, I am Tony. Someone's having an existential crisis right now. (laughs) Hope you... Once again, we hope you enjoyed today's topic. Drop a rate and a review for us. Please spread the word. It really helps us out. Like, tell your friends, tell your dog, tell your boss. Tell your neighbors. Even if your neighbor says, shut the hell up, keep telling them. Yeah. Uh, Logo by Brittany Miller, good friend of mine. And we are on YouTube. You can find us. You can find us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at Tall and Short Podcast. You can email us at tallandshortpod at gmail.com. And then, clearly, you're getting this on one of the podcast formats, but we're we're on pretty much where you get wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. So please, so please download, like, and subscribe. We we really do greatly appreciate it. That's how podcasts uh, thrive and survive. Yep. Once again, thank you all for listening, and don't do anything stupid to get Krampus called on you. Unless or do, and t- let us know how that goes for you. Unless you're into that sort of thing. I mean, well, clearly you are, Tim. <laughs> Thank you all once again, everybody. So join us all next time for more Tall and Short. Bye!